you're ready to start a weight loss program. But where do you start? Media is overflowing with so many weight loss plans, foods, and fads that it can be overwhelming. We'll take a closer examination into what a successful weight loss journey looks like. You might be surprised that the first step in this journey has nothing to do with food. It's all about you. Stay tuned, Health Styles presented by Sarah Bush Lincoln is coming up next. Regular exercise is fundamental in chronic illness management, weight loss, and overall health maintenance. The 120-day Healthy Living Medical Exercise Program at Sarah Bush Lincoln provides a custom-designed exercise and lifestyle program to help you achieve your goals and manage chronic illness. You'll work one-on-one -on -one with our certified personal trainers who will tailor a program to meet your goals with options and tools to make meaningful, positive changes. The program also includes a consultation with a registered dietitian. Provider referral is required to be a part of the program. To learn more, contact the Center for Healthy Living at Sarah Bush Lincoln at 217-238-3488 or visit our website at sarahbush.org slash Center for Healthy Living. So you've decided or maybe your healthcare provider has told you you need to lose weight. The big question is, where do you start? And to help us unpack all of that and kind of sift through the, the, the good and the bad of losing weight, I have Michelle Schultz, re registered dietitian with Sarah Bush Lincoln here to help us. Welcome, Michelle. Well, thank you so much for having me, Lori. I'm excited to talk about this topic today. So am I, because this is something near and dear to my heart because I'm currently trying to lose weight and it's not easy. <laughs> it's not. And I think sometimes that's really the best place to start. Um, my experience has been people are aware that they need to lose, but there's something about maybe a doctor or a friend or a family member mentioning it that sort of makes it real. Mm -hmm. And I think it leaves many just asking themselves as you pose the question, okay, what do I do now? Because it, there is, there, there's so much out there in social media, different you know, weight loss plans, different recipes, eat this, don't eat this. It's, it's, it's hard. And people don't know where to start and what they should do. But before we get to that, tell people a little bit first about your background and what you do here at Sarah sure. Bush Lincoln. Uh, so I've been at Sarah Bush Lincoln, it'll be five years in February. Um, I, be I began my career um, almost 19 years ago as a clinical dietitian working in a um, another healthcare facility. Um, during the, the start of my career, I quickly became very engaged with the desire to um, really help people improve their health through nutrition. And I took an especial uh, liking to um, weight management, to be quite honest. Um, had the opportunity to work in a weight management clinic, which then eventually led me to uh, my position at Sarah Bush, helping people um, really concentrating on their goals of weight loss through nutrition, as well as exercise being part of the Center for Healthy Living. Okay. If you go to the doctor and you say, doctor, my stomach hurts, he or she just doesn't hand you a bottle of Rolaids and say, here you go. They're going to ask you questions. They're going to examine you, maybe do some tests to kind of figure out what's wrong. What's the source of the problem? But oftentimes, and I'm sure you've seen this, when someone decides I want to lose weight, they just jump right in and they don't maybe back up and go, how did I get these extra 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds? So let's start, where should we start? 
Oh, you just said it perfectly. That's where we need to start. There is so much information out there, like you previously stated, which I tell people all the time is one of the things I, or one of the aspects I love about my my career and my job, but it's also one of the most challenging because um, you, you don't always know what people are hearing or reading or being told. And it's you know, with weight, it seems to be what's the newest, latest, greatest. And that's what people are gravitating towards. Because like you said, we are so accustomed to, I have a stomach ache, I'm going to take this, I have a headache, I'm going to take this, and we get instant results. Mm -hmm. Weight loss is not like that. I know. If it were as easy to take it off as it was <laughs> yeah. to put it on, wouldn't that be great? Oh, wouldn't it be? It would be. Absolutely. So what I think a lot of these options, I'm going to use that term, whether you know we're talking about a specific diet or a specific plan, um, one of the things that, that doesn't normally get addressed is let's examine what the individual is currently doing. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of behavior. Um, that can scare people because we don't always like to think about our behaviors or mm-hmm. our choices to the degree that if one is willing to, it can be the the best foundation to, to begin with. You kind of have to wrap your head around. It's like, why am I eating? Is it, am I a stress eater? Am I eating because I'm bored? What's, why, why am I doing what I'm doing? You got to figure that out mm-hmm. before you can start changing the food you're putting in your mouth. The why question is oftentimes referenced. Just continue to ask yourself that why until you don't have an answer any longer. And you can usually go about five deep (laughs) with that. (laughs) And that can really start to, as you said, unpack some of the important pieces that are really going to be helpful for you when you're trying to decide the next step Mm -hmm. that's best for you. I can't emphasize that enough. Just because um, you maybe have had a friend have success with a certain plan doesn't equal success for you. You have to be willing to look deep and determine what am I willing to do? What can I do? What will I do? So let's um, let's talk about making it realistic for you. That kind of goes along. What's going to work for me? What's going to work for my may not work for someone else, or vice versa. Talk about being realistic about your weight loss. Yeah. So I think it's important that you really ask yourself first, why do I want to lose? Or maybe why do I need to lose? Mm -hmm. It could go either way. Um, And and based on that answer, then that's going to help again, continue to unfold and, and really unpack more that's going to be helpful. I'm a firm believer in setting short-term goals. I think that's mm-hmm. what helps get one started, but we can't neglect long-term goals because that's what's going to keep you going. Mm-hmm. It's that whole analogy, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, <laughs> and there's going to be highs and lows. And I think that's the other thing that's so important with weight loss is that it's hard and People need to understand that the heart is really, you know, what makes it great. Um, Don't give up if you have a bad meal. Don't give up if you've had a bad day. It's just about staying consistent and being persistent with your behaviors and your choices. Well, I mean, you said it's hard, but sometimes don't we make it too hard? (laughs) Absolutely, we do, yes. You you work with patients all the time. What are some examples of people making this too hard? Probably the number one mistake that 
maybe a mistake's a harsh word, but I think one of the, the ways people make it hard is they put so many restrictions on themselves. Um, can't eat this, can't have that, have to have food in before this time, but can't eat after this time. I mean, there's lots and lots of rules, which doesn't always pose well for everyone. Mm-hmm. I do think structure helps. Um, a plan helps, but it has to be realistic. And that sometimes is where people make it harder than what it needs to be. So you brought up the word plan. Um, talk about planning your day, planning your food, and how that can be helpful, and tracking. Yes. I I like when I have the opportunity to meet with people one-on-one because I can generally get a pretty easy or a sense of what their schedule, their day-to-day is like. And if I can relate it to something they're already doing or something they're already familiar with and um, make that then fit their eating um, style or their eating guidelines that I'm trying to, you know, get them to, because I like to work with people. I don't want to necessarily tell them what to do, but I want to help them figure it out. Um, But if you think about what you do on a regular basis, we almost always have structure in our day. We have a set time we have to be at work. We have a set lunch break that we take. We leave at a certain time. Um, That's a day-to-day job, but we might have other things that also are very structured. And wouldn't you agree that helps them run a little bit more smoothly? Mm-hmm. So I feel if we can help an individual in our department come to that realization, um, then it just, you know, it helps. Um, but sometimes that's difficult because of the, I don't have time. <laughs> so that's another barrier that I find to be very common is this belief of not having time to do maybe what needs to be done. Can you talk about keeping a food diary, whether it's on paper or there are so many apps out there that are free or paid for, whatever you want, just to keep track of your food? Because I'm shocked when I started it. I just did it on a regular day. I wasn't like thinking about what I ate. Oh, goodness. It's really easy to snack away a couple hundred, if not more, calories that aren't even part of a meal. They're like walking by the candy dish. You just, and when you have to account for that, it's like, oh, wow, it does add up quickly. It adds up quickly. It makes you, the goal of tracking is to create awareness Mm -hmm. as well as accountability. When you can become more aware of the choices you're making and identify, as you just described, oh, goodness, I had no idea I was doing blank that's sometimes the best place to start because it's an easy correction to get going. Um, I like to encourage the notion, if you bite it, write it, whether you're writing (laughs) it down or you, as mentioned, there are so many different um, logging apps you can download on your phone. Some prefer that method. Others have expressed to me it's more meaningful to actually write it down. There's not a right or a wrong. Just pick what's going to work for you and allow it to work. Um, and don't wait till the end of the day to document everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's so important to do it as you go, mm-hmm. um, as that might really help direct you towards maybe option A or option B or yeah. how large of a portion you're going to allow yourself based on your calorie budget that's remaining. Um, but education and awareness are so important and that's something that's universal no matter what option or plan you might be 
seeking or following mm-hmm. um, at the, at any given time. Well, and sometimes that tracking can kind of help you sort of go back and identify maybe some more whys. Maybe you realize that at, boy, three, four o'clock every day, I seem to want to like have a sweet snack or something. So maybe you that's a trigger for you to come up with maybe an alternative thing to do at three or four o'clock because... Are you really hungry at three or four o'clock? Have you just had lunch at noon? <laughs> that is so true. And I find that that is a, a, a beautiful example of how we're all unique individuals. Mm-hmm. We all have our own tendencies. And so that's where um, we can't just follow a specific plan that maybe worked for somebody else without putting some personalization to it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's certainly broad guidelines and ideas that can be implemented, but ultimately it has to be personalized if it's going to be a long-term option. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about exercise. Um, for years, I used exercise as a green light. I call it a green light to eat. I mean, that was my justification. And as I've gotten older, I'll be 50 this year. I still exercise. I always have. But that doesn't always, it's not working for me anymore. It's, I can't do that anymore. Can you talk about, you know, not using exercise as a reason to go out and eat whatever you want. Sure. I find that the ones who don't view exercise as just what you described as the (laughs) eraser for Mm -hmm. the poor, you know, food choices or maybe the overindulgent um, tendencies just tend to have a better relationship with exercise, Mm -hmm. are more willing to exercise. And I don't ever want people to see exercise for weight loss only. Mm -hmm. I think that's another um, mistake in identity that we have created from a cultural standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, Exercise is so much more than weight loss, yet that tends to be how people view it. I have to exercise to lose weight. I ate that cookie. I have to go exercise. Mm -hmm. We should be grateful we get to exercise and it should be something that we really want well if you view it that way then exercise turns into a punishment you're punishing yourself Mm -hmm. for eating that cookie where you the other way of looking at it should be i really want to have this cookie today make your plans with your eating to accommodate that cookie correct and then if you have if you're going to work out that day that's great that's just an added bonus i much rather promote it as that added bonus as Mm -hmm. you just said and and to echo too that's the planning the beauty of planning when Mm -hmm. you can work that in and you should work that in um i'm always always suggesting to people, you know, don't view foods as completely off limits. Uh, Really work to erase the good versus bad mentality. Think of food as fuel. And I find that when you view it like that, it makes it much easier to recognize your choice as, is this something that's going to provide fuel or is this something that is going to be more of a pleasure um, option? Or you could also view it as, is this a want or a need? Mm -hmm. Does my body need the cookie? No. But do I want it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how do you work it in? I mean, that's where you build skill so that you create a plan that works for you, not just short-term, but long-term. I think what you just said, the word skill, I mean, eating is a skill that you have to develop. Eating healthy, eating within your, your dietary needs that's a skill. Mm-hmm. And like any other skill, it does take time. I mean, it just doesn't, just like weight loss, it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't. And <clears throat> yet we ex- 
expected to yeah. the minute changes implemented. The minute that um, a, I'm going to use a term, I'm going to use a soda as an example. Okay. I keep picking on cookie. I don't want to keep picking <laughs> on a cookie. Um, but I'm just thinking of things where um, individuals don't always understand how many mm-hmm. calories are actually consuming. But um, you know, when you can remove that those liquid calories, it's amazing the change that can occur. But that's a skill because yeah. those are habits that are deeply rooted. Oh yeah. I mean, you've been eating this way probably for many your whole adult life. Whole Maybe adult life in many you know, cases. So uh, someone doesn't learn a you know a woodworking skill in one day. You're not going to learn brand new eating skills in a day either. Right. And I think to that, it's important to understand you've got to practice those skills in order to get better. So rather than um, being fearful of trying it, I want to encourage people to, to try and just learn from the experience. Don't can, you know, don't see it as a complete, you know, failure or, well, that didn't go well. Okay. Why didn't it go well? You know, we're going to go back to that why question. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's again, how you build skill. Um, think of it as a sporting event, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you're going to, you're going to have to practice that free throw hundreds of times. Mm -hmm. Are you going to make the free throw every single time? No. But do you quit playing basketball? Heck no. So it's, it's really the same way. So I wanted to ask you about, let's talk about habits for success. People that you have worked with, what are some of the things that they've done, habits that they've implemented that you think make for successful weight loss and weight maintenance? Because this is not just about losing the weight, it's about keeping it off. Right, and that's why it's so important to establish those skills because those skills are gonna stay with you whether the focus at the time is weight loss or when that focus shifts to the maintenance side, um, it's going to require a lot of the same skills, a lot of the mm-hmm. same behaviors. So one of the things that comes to mind immediately when I think about success is just that mindset. Um, having the mindset, one, that you're going to do it as you get started, but also the mindset of I'm going to keep going no matter how difficult it may be at times because it's something that's desired. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say number two is just the willingness to look within and really look at those behaviors and identify what's one or two places that I want to begin with. Mm-hmm. Another area, number three, I would say is um, identifying how can I, in many ways, enhance my nutritional intake. So that might require removing or reducing certain foods, but adding in others. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to call those shift changes. (laughs) You know, I don't want people to think that, well, I'm going to quit eating this and I'm going to be hungry, but it's about adding in healthier choices. Um, The tracking, I would say, is number four. That goes along with the awareness, accountability to yourself. And then I always like to include, um, for I would say my top five, number five would be just the importance of adequate hydration, especially water. And I like to also um, include rest with that as well. Okay. So on the flip side, what are some things that people have done that have led to maybe some weight loss failure? weight loss failure yeah so we can almost start at the same place it's that mindset of I'm going to get the weight off and it's going to happen in this amount of time and when that doesn't occur that notion of well I'm done you know 
it's, it's just not going to happen. So I'm going to stick with the mindset. It can go both ways. Um, the second one I would say is just trying to do something with no long-term intentions, just Mm -hmm. making it so difficult because of all the rules and, um, the pressure maybe that has been applied that can certainly lead to, um, lack of success or an unsuccessful attempt. And then, um, the next, I'm going to say number three would be, um, trying to follow what they know, uh, someone else has had success mm-hmm. with, um, not really identifying for their own personal needs, but just trying to follow a plan or recommendations of someone or something. Because that not read. the same program or the same plan doesn't work for right. everybody because everybody is different. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I would say, too, adding to that, just... Um, an unwillingness to change. Um, And that sort of goes back to that mindset, or maybe you can even say, you know, attitude. Um, And then five, if I'm doing five with this one as well, (laughs) um, I I find that it's just making it too hard or um, excuses. I don't have the time. It's too hard. Costs too much to eat healthy. Just that unwillingness to, um, to really go after it for the long haul. All right. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for for coming over today and talking on Health Styles Podcast. We appreciate all the great advice you've given us today. Thank you so much. For more information about Sarah Bush Lincoln, visit our website at sarahbush.org. We're also on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest.